You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome Ace Tile and Texans fans all over the globe. This is Locked On Texans Podcast, only on the Locked On Podcast Network. And as always, you can find Locked On Texans on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, and Spotify. And of course, the brand new You Can Argue That Sports.com. Once again, that is You Can Argue That Sports.com, where we have everything from the Houston Texans, Houston Rockets, college sports, high school sports, anything you want, we have it covered right there on You Can Argue That Sports.com. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, and your Houston Texans are three days away away from playing the Kansas City Chiefs during the AFC Divisional Round playoff game Sunday at Arrowhead Stadium. As of right now, the Kansas City Chiefs are predicted to come out on top in this win. But ladies and gentlemen, this is why we play the game. We don't care what BPI says. We don't care what Las Vegas says. This game is fairly equal on both sides of the ball. And after what the Texans did on Saturday in a 22-19 victory over the Buffalo Bills during the AFC wildcard game, I am a tad bit more confident in what this team can do. Yes, I have some concerns, mainly on the defensive side of the ball. We're going to get into that a little bit later on in the show. But at the end of the day, I am confident to see what the Houston Texans can do against the Kansas City Chiefs. First and foremost, you have Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson can really make something out of nothing. And if there's any quarterback that I would rather go to war with any time of the week, I'm picking Deshaun Watson. Yes, I'm picking Deshaun Watson over Drew Brees. That's only because Deshaun Watson showed up in a wild card game and Drew Brees did not. And the last time we played against the Chiefs, it was during week six of the 2019 NFL season where the Texans came out on top 31-24. Yes, the Kansas City Chiefs were battling a couple injuries. Um, Most noticeably was Patrick Mahomes. During that time, Patrick Mahomes was battling an ankle injury. And we actually played them in the game right before he actually went out a couple weeks when he ended up hurting his knee. But as of right now, Patrick Mahomes is healthy, ready to go. But that's what I want to talk about doing this show. I want to talk about health and how health can be how health can play a really big factor in this game come Sunday. Because when you take a look at the health on both sides of the of, of the ball, there's at least one or two key players that even if they do play, they're not going to be nowhere near 100 percent And that might be the determining factor on which team comes out on top. On Wednesday, both the Chiefs and the Texans released their injury report ahead of Sunday's matchup. As expected, the biggest question mark when it comes to the Texans injury report is the health of Will Fuller. As you all know, Will Fuller did not play during the Texans' playoff victory over the Buffalo Bills due to a hamstring injury. And he has not seen the field since the Texans' victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers about three weeks ago. The good news is Will Fuller has practiced this week, but he has been limited. And as of right now, 
It's no definite answer if Fuller will be available for Sunday's game. But there is a a chance that we will see the Texans' second-best receiver on the field come Sunday. So when looking at how injuries can affect this game, of course, the biggest name on both the Texans and the Chiefs' side is Will Fuller. By far, we all know by now that Will Fuller's health has, can, and will play a huge factor in what type of performance we will see from the Houston Texans on Sunday. I have talked about it. John has talked about it. You guys have talked about it. We have talked about it over and over and over again. If Will Fuller can stay healthy, if Will Fuller is this, if Will Fuller that. But ladies and gentlemen, the one guy that is listed on this injury report that I know is one going to play and two make a difference is J.J. Watt. As we know, we possibly saw arguably one of J.J. Watt's most inspirational performances since putting on that red, blue, and white Texans colors. Having J.J. Watt on the field did make a difference on Saturday. And we saw, especially in the first part of the game, they managed how much J.J. Watt played. The first half, the last of what could be the last play of the drive. Then they take him out, bring him back in, take him out, bring him back in. All the way until after he made that big sack and the momentum started shifting in the Texans' favor, you saw Bill O'Brien and the coaching staff was like, okay, J.J., you good? Let's go out there and get it. (laughs) And he ended up playing just about all of the fourth quarter and just about all of overtime. But with that said, with the game three days away, J.J. Watt said he does not know what to expect from Bill O'Brien and the coaching staff come Sunday. During his post-conference on Wednesday, J.J. Watt addressed the situation. He said, and I quote, I'm not too sure. We have a plan. Just because I played one game doesn't mean my peck magically healed. It's still in basically the same situation it was in before this game. And of course, we played a little bit more in the last game than we expected to. So, It's just a matter of making sure we have a good game plan, sticking to the plan, and doing what we need to do all week long to make sure, to make sure it's where it needs to be. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. J.J. Watt went on to say how he felt waking up after two months of playing football. And I quote, it feels good. Obviously, after not playing football for two months, then playing 50-plus plays, you're going to be sore. You're going to be a little bit beat up. It was a quick reminder of how difficult the game of football is when I woke up Sunday morning. That extra day was nice to be able to rest and recover and to get back to work with the guys. That extra day was nice to be able to rest and recover and to get back to work with my guys. I'm ready to go.
I've mentioned J.J. Watt as the person that I'm that it doesn't concerns me that he's on this list because I know he's going to come out and perform. But if Watt can come out and play like the guy that we saw on Saturday, I feel pretty confident in what the Texans can do. And, and, and I'm saying that just because, yes, the Kansas City Chiefs are a dynamic team. They do not run the ball well. They want to throw the ball. But there's a guy on this injury report. He caught my eye. That guy is Travis Kelsey. Now, you can debate this all you want. But when it comes to Patrick Mahomes, he has two favorite targets, and they are good targets, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. With Kelsey on the injury report, that means he's not going to be 100%. And if he's anything less than 50%, I believe he's going to be a non-factor in this game. If he's going to be a non-factor in this game, I believe Romeo Cannell and his defensive team can put a little bit more focus on how to slow down Tyreek Hill, which means Patrick Mahomes may go into this game without two of his favorite targets limited. With that said, having J.J. Watt in the midst of your front seven can cause a lot of problems for Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City Chiefs. Because without those two targets, he's going to have to trust his... The, 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 the Chiefs are going to have to trust their run game. A running game that is not there. And you have the lights of J.J. Watt on your front seven? That can really work out in the Texans' favor. But... At the same time, the only way the Texans secondary can really step up to the plate is if Jaleel Dye and Jonathan Joseph plays on Sunday. Now, I'm not about to sit here and pretend like both of them are Jalen Ramsey or Richard Sherman or any of the other best defensive backs in this game today. But if both of those guys play, and let's say if they're 60 to 70%, they're already limited due to what Kelsey can give them because he's battling a knee injury. You could put a little bit more pressure, contain Tyreek Hill. I can really see this working out in the Texans' favor. Now, I have to say this. Just like Will Fuller, J.J. Watt, Travis Kelsey, Jonathan Joseph, Jaleel Dye, all three of those guys did practice throughout the week, but they were limited. But just like I mentioned earlier in this show, just like I mentioned throughout the week, this game is going to come down to health. With Travis Kelsey limited due to a knee injury, which means an injury has taken away one of Patrick Mahomes' most reliable targets and in my eyes Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the game today I mean you just take a look at his numbers what he was able to do throughout the season 97 receptions 1,229 yards five touchdowns his best game of the season came during the Chiefs 23-3 victory over the Denver Broncos where he recorded 142 yards 11 catches off of 13 targets 
with Gronk no longer in the league, Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the game today. But once again, if he's limited, let's say he comes in 50%. That takes away a huge part of this Chiefs offense. And like I say, if the Texans secondary can can step up. Yes, I'm talking about the same secondary. It's been a roller coaster ride all season long. You have been on this journey with John and myself. Some days we come on air, we like, man, the Texans secondary is trending in the right direction, i.e. the win against the New England Patriots. Then on some days, we come in here and say, what the hell was that? i.e. the loss against the Denver Broncos. And I don't want to get nobody head twisted. I am not rooting for injuries no way, shape, or form. If it was up to me, sports and injuries would never be a situation. But I really do believe that this game is going to come down between which team is less injured. If Jonathan Joseph and Jaleel die plays and they can give you at least 60 to 75 percent all that can do is strengthen a texan secondary a secondary that is going to be really really crucial that they play real good come sunday you also look at jj watt you know how much jj watt can change the dynamic of this team he basically gave the texans hope when it was held scoreless off a sack That sack woke up the team. But at the same time, Travis Kelsey is a big part of this Chiefs offense. And if he cannot go, well, let me not say cannot go. Let me just say if he cannot give you what he has been giving this team throughout the regular season, that's going to hurt Kansas City a lot. But I guarantee you one thing. It don't matter. Travis Kelsey, Will Fuller, Jonathan Joseph, Jaleel Dye, it don't matter what those guys do. As long as J.J. Watt's shoulder holds up, I know so damn well he's going to show up. At the end of the day, it really don't matter who suits up for the Houston Texans. As long as one guy suits up at quarterback, and that's, of course, it's Deshaun Watson. Ever since Watson has been drafted, this guy has been compared to so many great players, great artists, Hell, he's been called the Houston Houdini. He has been called everything, has been compared to everything great. And I'm only bringing that up because Andy Reid, the coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, came out and compared Deshaun Watson to Donovan McNabb. Now, I know we all remember. I know I do because McNabb was one of my all-time favorite players growing up. Called the Michael Jordan of football. I do believe that this might be the second greatest compliment that Deshaun Watson could have asked for. And at the end of the day, it's not the fact that both of them are phenomenal quarterbacks. It's not that both of them are mobile quarterbacks. Andy Reid said he thinks back to coaching Donovan McNabb due to Watson's strength. He said, and I quote, Donovan was phenomenal and did it for so long, but both are strong and made things happen. They're strong mentally and physically. You can add that all up together. They do it their own way. And that's the neat thing to watch.
I like that compliment a lot. Donovan McNabb, one of the best quarterbacks of his generation. I say one of the best, not the best. But that just lets you know how great of a player Deshaun Watson has been over these last, over these first few years of, of just having him on this team. This guy has really came and changed this franchise around. And just to be in Houston to watch his career take off, and, and he's nowhere near the peak of his career. He's nowhere near the peak of, uh, of, of, of what he can do. I truly believe that Deshaun Watson, you can call me crazy if you want, but I believe Deshaun Watson someday will eclipse Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson because he's not too far off from there right now. And I believe Deshaun Watson going to get better. I'm not saying those guys are not going to get better. But watch Lamar Jackson this weekend. And, of course, you're going to watch Patrick Mahomes this weekend because he's featured in the same game as Watson. But but just pay attention to those guys this weekend. And I'm telling you, you're not going to see that much of a drop-off. And, and I'm only talking about this only due to the fact that some people think Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson are in a class of their own. No other quarterback in this league are close to their level. And I get it. Last year, the, the, the football world was in awe of Patrick Mahomes and the things that he was doing on the field. Remember the no-look pass, even though I don't believe that was a no-look pass because I saw him look that way at Travis Kelsey before he threw the ball. I saw his eyes go that way after he turned his head. But well, I'm not going to talk about that. But I get it. Last year... Patrick Mahomes had the football world in the palm of his hands. This year it was Lamar Jackson. He ha he has the football world in the palm of his hands. Outside of speed, of course, because Lamar Jackson's speedness is on a totally different level. But just take a look at those two guys this weekend and pay attention to Deshaun Watson. I do believe... That Watson, and I'm not saying this because I'm a homer. I'm not saying this because Deshaun Watson is my second favorite player in this league. But I truly do believe that he has the chance to eclipse both Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. I truly believe that he can be the best quarterback in this league because he can do it all. And he does it all on a balanced level. And I say balanced level because when it comes to Jackson and Mahomes one part of their game is stronger than the rest Lamar Jackson has proven that he can throw the football he has basically proven people wrong who said he couldn't when he was coming out of college but at the end of the day you fear Jackson rushing the ball versus passing the ball and I'm not putting no knock against Lamar Jackson whatsoever but this is a guy you would rather continue contain him and keep him in the pocket versus him getting out on that open field the same can be said for, for Patrick Mahomes but vice versa Mahomes has proven he could get out there and run really really good but you fear him passing more than rushing but when it comes to Deshaun Watson I have yet to see anyone say just keep him in the pocket because he has shown he has the arm to, to, to create things not only that oh don't keep him in the pocket let him run around he has proven he has the legs to make things happen that's why i believe 
that Deshaun Watson can one day, and I don't think it's going to be too, too, too long, can it eclipse those two guys? And I only say that due to the fact that if if Watson can work on his decision-making just a little bit more and stop taking those unnecessary hits, we are going to see a better version of what we have seen last year and this year. Once again, I can't stress this enough. Pay attention to Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson this week, this weekend. Also watch Deshaun Watson. But back to Reed's comment, Andy Reed has compared him to one of the greatest quarterbacks of his generation, and that's Donovan McNabb. And I do see the comparison because just like Deshaun Watson, Donovan McNabb was in the era where he wasn't Michael Vick, nor was he Tom Brady. (laughs) But it was like he was a mixture of both. He could pass and he could run. He was strong, and he led the Philadelphia Eagles to some of their greatest moments in franchise history, just like Deshaun Watson is doing here in Houston. So I know this statement might sound a little bit out there to some, but come back to this clip in the next two years, and I guarantee you Deshaun Watson, he's going to eclipse both of them. Locked on Texans podcast, only on the Locked on Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. John will be back tomorrow. He had a couple things going on. So like he did for me on yesterday when I was busy, I had to return the favor and do the same for you guys. As always, you can find Locked on Texans on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, and Spotify. Once again, my name is Cody Davis. Please follow me on Twitter at Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Word from the wise, when you are compared to a great player like Michael Jordan, Donovan McNabb, and your nickname is the Houston Houdini, there's nothing but greatness in your future. Peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.